This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. There's a, <clears throat> as we all know that uh, the celebration of Yom Atzmut is some places do it today, some places do it tomorrow, because on the books it was established on Hey Ear. Because the year 1948 was actually a Friday, May 14th, 1948. That's when they were going to decide what to do with Eretz Yisrael. Then it was Palestine, because the British mandate was uh, coming to a close, and they had to figure out what they were going to do. And it was a, it was a schlepped-out procedure. It was already after Shabbos. Not that all those people, they were keeping Shabbos, but it was after Shabbos, late Friday night on May 14th, hey, year when they decided they're going to call for Jewish uh, statehood, and they got the independence... The independency of Eretz Yisrael started on Heir, and therefore it became uh, some form of a day, definitely in Jewish, in, in the Israeli culture, in the Israeli country, for sure. But the question is, what does it mean for halachic status, for sure, for us here in America? So there's many, many things to talk about. There's three areas to talk about. One is the recitation of halal, that's one issue. One is, does it have a Kedushas Yom which is a problematic point because there's a Ramban and Pashas Vashanan. The Ramban says if you decide to make up a Yamtif on your own, then you're a violation of, law, of, of Baal Toysef. That's also Baal Toysef. Not only taking a pre existing mitzvah and adding on to it, but making up your own mitzvah. Your own Yamtif, he writes, is also a violation of Baal Toysef. We'll get to Purim we'll talk about it. So, Zakhtar Ramban, that's Baal Toysef. The third issue, which is really connected to the second issue, is if you hold that it's a Yamtif, so then it should carry. The heterim of, let's say, dancing or music or maybe even Tespiris, which there are such Paiskim out there who discuss these Shilas. Now, we're going to just, uh, and then there's the last Nakuda, which is really just a, a subcategory, is the yes or no of saying Tachanun. Now, the truth is, the recitation of Halal might be totally in the Yomtif, because we know, based on the Gemara Erechin, that any day that has a halachic status of Yomtif, we recite Halal. So it could be that the recitation of Halal, if you justify saying Halal, it's because you hold it to Yomtif. Or because it's for a different reason. So what, what's, the, what's the idea? What's the starting point? So Rabbi Vadi Yosef has a fascinating tshuva in Yabi Oimer. I believe it's Chelek Vav, Simen Mem Aleph. He really goes through the sugya quite thoroughly. And he brings out the following observations. He starts off with the Gemara Psachim. This is a very important Gemara. The Gemara says in the end of Avi Psachim, Kof Yudzayin, the Gemara says that the Nevi'im were Mesachim, are called Tzara Vitzara. Whenever there's a tragedy that befell, the, that befell the Jewish people, then they were Nigalu, they were redeemed from the Tzara. So the Gemara says that they should say halal. As I said, the Gemara, whenever there's a tsar that befell the Jewish people, they should say halal. So there's an interesting Rashi over there in Psachim. Rashi says, what's an example of such a, a, such a story? A tsar of a nigalu? Rashi says, Kigoyin Hanukkah. Rashi says, Hanukkah. Hanukkah was a time where the Jewish people were in a tsar, and they were nigalu. Says Rashi, Hanukkah is a great example of that. So you have a Gemara Sachem. The Gemara Sachem seems to tell you whether when the Jewish people are on a tzara and they're redeemed, in such a situation, they should recite Hala. Now it's interesting, does Yom Atzmur fit that criteria? Does it fit that criteria? Now the ironic part of the whole discussion is, what actually happened on Ha'ir? We declared independence. Mazel Tov. What happened next? And there was a war. Then we went to battle, and Baruch Hashem, we're still battling, and there was a terrorist attack not so long ago, and the mess still goes on in Eretz Yisrael. So what exactly was the geula on, on, de- on declaring independence? Where, what, what, where was the geula? Was there a geula that we missed? Was there a, a geula when we declared independence? I'm not sure. But that's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says when you have a geula of a nigalu, when you have a tsar of a nigalu, then you could say halal. 
However, if you look in Taisus and Sukkah and the Me'iri Bayas and the Machzavitri, all those Rishayim are of the opinion that in order to fulfill this Gemara, it has to be a tzara that affected all of the Jewish people. Not only one pocket of Jewish people, not only a small, uh, a small segment of the Jewish population, the entire population. Therefore, writes to Me'iri, what happens if you have a community that experienced a difficulty and they were saved? Many Holocaust survivors, the Tzitzliezer has a tshuva like this, where he talks about Holocaust survivors and the day that they were liberated from the camps. Many of them have a, a practice that on that day that they're liberated, they commemorate for years and years and years with halo. So the Meiri says, you may do that only without a bracha. If a community or an individual experienced the geula, they say halo forever and ever only without a bracha. Why only without a bracha? So I provide you right, because these we showing them hold that this Gemara only works if it affects all of Klai Yisrael. The only time you can institute a hollow with a bracha, a full hollow, is only if the geula, the tzara, affected all of Klai Yisrael. And therefore, argues Rebbe Vadya, since the Hakamas and Medina didn't affect all of Klai Yisrael, didn't affect the Jews that were living in America, there does not warrant the recitation of hollow. Now, there is a side note question that you can ask. It's a little off topic over here. Is about Hanukkah. What? Oh, so what about Hanukkah? Ah, what do you do with Hanukkah? You tell me Hanukkah, there are plenty of Jews that weren't affected by Hanukkah. So the Maritzchiyas, the Achrein Amasis Kasha. So they say that since Hanukkah had to do with the Beis HaMikdash, so even, the Beis HaMikdash affected all of Klai Yisrael. So even though all the physical bodies weren't involved in the story of Hanukkah, but at least the Beis HaMikdash was, uh, was, was that element that affected all of Klai Yisrael. And then the Chidas is something fascinating. The Chidas is, why is this Gemara Pesachim not brought down by the Rift, the Rabbah, Mother Rush? It's a very important Gemara. The Gemara says, whenever there's a tzara and you experience kula, you should say halal. Says the chidah because it's not Nagea, Allah Chalamaisa. Because this Gemara is only when it affects all of Klai Yisrael. When are you ever going to have a situation that affects all of Klai Yisrael? The last time we had it was maybe Hanukkah or Purim. But no, no recent calamity and, and salvation is going to affect all of Klai Yisrael. Then Rebbe Vajja says something which I think is interesting. Rebbe Vajja makes another argument why we don't say halal on Yom Matzmut. Says Rebbe Vajja, why don't we say a full halal on Shvisha Pesach and Cholomoy Pesach? We spoke a length about this over Pesach. So the famous Medrash, the Medrash says, How can you say Shira if my people are drowning? Because it says Rebbe Vajja, and what happened during the wars in Israel? It was also Maisa Yodet Tavabayam. I know we don't love the Arab, uh, our Arab neighbors, but they're no different than the Mitzrayim that drowned. And Akash Baruch Hu said, you can't say Shira. So therefore, says Rabbi Vajah, he thinks the same reason that applies to Pesach would apply here as well. Then he says a big Chiddush. This I have a hard time understanding. There's a Gemara, famous Gemara in Shabbos. Again, the answer to Yom Atzmut is really Chanukah. If you want to understand Yom Atzmut, you really have to understand Chanukah and Purim. Because those are the two made-up holidays. Chanukah was made up by the Rabbanon during Bayashani, and Purim was made up by the Nevi'im. So if you can understand Chanukah and Purim, you can then start to talk about Yom Atzmut. However, Zok the Gemara, the Gemara is a famous Gemara in Shabbos, my Chanukah. The Gemara wants to know what's the story of Chanukah, the Gemara tells us the story of the Pachshen. So the Achreinim point out what was the Gemara's question, my Chanukah, and every three-year-old knows what Chanukah is. So the Achreinim were bothered with what makes Chanukah special. Was it the Mecham or was it the Shem? So the Rashash explains that the reason why it wasn't the Muhammad but it was the Shemin, because Muhammad is still Teva. It's a war. Ask anyone who gambles or bets, not that we endorse it, sometimes the underdog wins. Sometimes it happens. In a war, in a battle, in a competition. But the Pachshel Shemin, that didn't make it, that's impossible. It's against science. So that's why Hanukkah, the nace has to be all about the Pach and not the Muhammad. So Tainer, Rebbe the same way Hanukkah couldn't have been a Yomtif. Just because of the miracle of the Muhammad, we can't have a yamtif, Yom Atzmut, just because of the miracle of, of a war. Wars cannot be the reason for a yamtif. Now, fine, I'll give you that. The wars can't be a reason for the yamtif. Fine, don't call it a yamtif. But let the war be a reason for halal. 
This is why I don't understand the Bavadja's point. All you see from that Gemara is you can't make a yomtif out of a war. Good. So I don't call your matzmor a yomtif, but you can still say halal. But he thinks, no, that whenever you're involved with a mechoma, mechoma is always teva, you can't make it at all. You can't call it a yomtif, and you can't say halal either. Now, the problem is, what's so wrong with saying halal? It's Tehillim. It's the same Tehillim that David HaMelech wrote. So we know this famous Gemara on Shabbos. The Gemara says, Kolo yimra halal b'chol yim Gemara says it's not good to say halal every single day because it uh, starts to cheapen the experience. So what would be so wrong if a person wants to say halal? Not every day, only on Yom HaTzimut. So Rishayim Achorayim already point out kol yom doesn't mean every day. It means without halachic guidance from the Gemara. We have a Gemara in Erechen. The Gemara gives us a list of the days that we say uh, halal. This is not on the list. So the truth is, if, just to skip forward to the end, if you look at a Bavaj at the end, he has a great tshuva. And that truly, he goes both ways. He says, first of all, Eretz Yisrael is a fantastic place. There's so much Torah. There's so much learning. And then he flips and says, Eretz Yisrael is a horrible place. There's so much pretzels and there's so much, you know, people that are not religious. And at the end of the whole tshuva, he writes, if you want to say hala without a bracha, after Shema Neswe, it's not terrible. Ain moichin. That's what he writes at the end of the tshuva. Don't be moichin, those people who want to say hala without a bracha. Then there's Shema Neswe. It's not the end of the world. That's why he writes the... Um, the Yabi Oimer. There's a fascinating truth from the Minuchas Yitzchak, Dain Weiss. Dain Weiss was also discussed in this Shiloh, so someone tied it to him that he has three reasons why you should say Halal on your Matzmut. The famous Gemara Megillah Dafidal. The Gemara Megillah Dafidal has a Kasha. Why don't we say Halal on Purim? So Mark gives three reasons. Either because it happened outside Eretz Israel, or because we have a Megillah, or because Akati Avdi Achashvesh. So someone sent a shout to Mizrach Yitzchak and said, one second, those three reasons, none of them apply to Yom Atzmut. Why? It happened in Eretz Yisrael. And there's no Megillah on Yom Atzmut. And thirdly, we're free after Yom Atzmut. We're no longer under anyone's control. So therefore, he tied it to Mizrach Yitzchak. It's partial, we should say how. So Mizrach Yitzchak took a lot of issues with this Cheshben. And one of his issues are, is that first of all, how, how free are we even in Eretz Yisrael? We're still under... We, may, we might be free from, from England or from another country, but we're not, we're still, not Meshubah, but we're still in a terrible sakana from the neighboring countries. That has not changed. So he disagrees very adamantly on that argument. And he quotes from the Satmar Rebbe. Now obviously the Satmar Rebbe is going to have an interesting approach to this. He was a Talmud of the Satmar Rebbe. And he writes, but according to the Satmar Rebbe that holds Akamas and Medina is us in the first place, so obviously he's not going to say hello on Akamas and Medina. And then he quotes from the Stipler. The stipler also held you're not supposed to say halal and yom more because of an issue of bracha. So what some kehillas do is they say halal bedilig without a bracha. Okay, it's not terrible to say halal bedilig without a bracha. It's not clear what Rabbi Soloveitchik did. It's not clear what he did. Different in his writings and people that were with him on yom Atzmud, It's not hundred percent clear that he did say halal. He didn't say halal, but he was very against the yomtiv part of Yom Atzmut. He thought that's not true. He didn't think you should say, extra, if you've ever been to shul, they have special tefillahs and a special kriyas Torah. He thought that was totally not acceptable, that we don't have a tradition for. But maybe he was okay with the hal. What about Tachanun? So everyone knows the famous ruling from the Chazinish. Chazinish, initially in the earlier years, when he had a bris on Heir, he would not say Tachanun, but he'd make a clap and say, I want everyone to know, we're not saying Tachanun because of Heir, we're not saying Tachanun because I have a bris. Then as the years went on, people didn't understand the message. So the Chazanish stopped saying, Chazanish passed to say Tachanun even when there's a bris, if it's on, your, on, on hey ear. If you look at the safe from Messiah Moshe that you record from Ramesha Feinstein, Ramesha Feinstein disagreed. Ramesha Feinstein said, if hey ear falls out on a day when there's a bris, you don't say Tachanun. Because that's the halach. It says in Shulchan Aruch, you don't say Tachanun if there's a bris. I, people are going to think it's because of Yom Atzmut. says Ramesha, let them think what they want. So Ramesha wasn't uh, a keen believer that that's the reason not to say Tachanun. 
But halacha uh, lemaisa, the bigger question that I have is not the tachlun and not the halal, is the heter to consider it a yomtiv with regard to shaving and dancing. That's a much harder sell. How you justify it being yomtiv? Then you really have to go back to learn up Hanukkah and Purim in a much deeper way to understand: Do we have the right in modern times to make up a yomtiv? Do we have that authoritative power? And if we do, then perhaps we could justify dancing music and perhaps even the shaving.